Recording from the Mesa Gilbert line in Arizona, here's Pawson J. Healy. On this week's episode of Hairdo Uncut, we talk about sticker shock and buyer's remorse, how they're both a cancer inside of the beauty industry and some ways to avoid it in order to preserve the stylist-client relationship. So let's go. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for making Hairdo Uncut part of your repertoire of podcasts. We really do appreciate you listening. We got an interesting topic today, but I want to start with this. I am one of the worst people with buying things. Now, you can ask my wife. She will attest to this. I overthink just about every purchase, and sometimes I will buy something and totally regret it later. Like when I was a young adult, naive, dumb, uh, a little bit experienced, I bought a car. Now I had just moved to Arizona and my parents lived in California at the time. I had met the car sales guy at the current job that I was in, which was a sales position. And being new, I felt like I owed him my business. After he came in, we met, uh, he bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, so I, I feel like I owed him my business to buy a car. It's so dumb. So I bought the car from him. And it was a legit dealer at a legit dealership. Uh, it was a Honda dealership down here in Arizona. And it was far from where I was actually living. But I got worked over. And not from a like he was an evil guy kind of thing. But I just overpaid for the car. I didn't negotiate much. Uh, come to find out a few weeks later, the transmission slipped from gear one to gear two. And I, I just basically pay, grossly overpaid for a used Honda. But I was in love with the car. It, it was a fast car. It was multi-CD player. For those who don't remember what CDs are, they're those things that are round and kind of glossy and shiny. <laughs> um, it had a sleek look. It had a moonroof. And it was my first car, like as an adult. And I didn't have much money, so I didn't get any warranties. So I was straight up SOL. Uh, I had buyer's remorse weeks later. Now, I was embarrassed and didn't say anything to my dad who co-signed on the car. I didn't mention the minor issues the car had to anyone. I didn't really even notice it when I was doing the drive, um, when I was doing the drive, the test drive. And the car lasted me, you know, five or six years. And, you know, I paid the car off. It was a solid car, just too expensive for what I got, basically. And I didn't do my due diligence ahead of time in researching the car. But all my shortcomings were my fault, not the salesman's. I went in the wrong, with the wrong attitude, thinking he would cut me a deal, be a little bit more uh, open, and maybe, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, hey, transactionally, you know, maybe give me a break. Um you know, not take advantage of me. Now, he only took advantage of the fact that I did no research and appeared to not only want to buy from him. I mean, I really set myself up because I really, really was like, I ba he could probably read that I was only really going to buy the car from him because I felt like I owed him. It was just dumb, but it was on me. It was my fault. So when you as a client come in asking for something, receiving it, man, I can't, tell you how many people either change their mind after the fact, then think that they can get a, a fix for free. 
Now, some places may make a small tweak for free, but here's the skinny on this situation, the situation of changing your mind after after the service. One, your stylist should be making suggestions to you about what might be best for your hair complexion and budget. Hair, your your facial complexion, your budget, and you need to open those to to open to those discussions and suggestions. Just like we talked about in a past episode, trusting in your stylist, super important. Also, you cannot superimpose your face on the body of a celebrity or famous blogger. Um, it's not the stylist's fault that you don't like your color and cut, even though it's what you asked for. If you're showing pictures and dictating to the stylist what you want, receive it, then change your mind. Either wait it out or go and pay to have it fixed from this, from that stylist, but it will cost you. Remember this, there is a huge difference between a changed mind and a bad style haircut, style or haircut. Just because you or a loved one doesn't like it. You go home, your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your daughter, your sister, your brother, it doesn't matter. If they don't like it, but you like it, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If it makes you feel comfortable, then rock it. But that doesn't make it bad. And not getting the correct color, that's clear. If you're not getting the right color, that is a clear they messed, they messed up. Having a bad haircut is clear. Black and white, hey, this is a terrible haircut. Having poor color is clear. So remember that distinction. Bad versus I don't like what I asked for because it doesn't really go with me. You also need to realize you're not paying for the color used, quote unquote, or the haircut, quote unquote, itself. You are paying for that stylist's time and skill. Therefore, if you feel it's too expensive, there are cheap haircuts and colors elsewhere. It's more than likely going to be bad, but you can go and save some dollars. Any stylist that, any stylist that charges a premium, and I would say from like a general standpoint, uh, somebody who charges over forty dollars, like forty dollars or over for a haircut, should be guaranteeing a service. If it's if it's bad, you know, if it's bad, you should go back and get it adjusted for free from the salon. Or if it's that individual stylist, they should be doing that for free. Uh, let them see their mistake and work to fix it. You're building a relationship. Okay, it's really really important because it's not just a you know, stylists don't look at it as just a transaction. So many of them want to build a, a long-term relationship and want to communicate and have a have a wonderful time speaking with you and doing your hair and making you feel the way you want to feel, look the way you want to look. But they sometimes if they, you know, make a mistake or there's a little tweak that they may have missed, like communicate with that with them and they should be able to go in and fix it. Or the salon should be offering to fix it if if that stylus is, you know, you don't want to go back for for whatever reason. But give them that chance to build that relationship and build that trust with you. Uh, a great stylist will be able to fix anything. But this segues to our second topic, which is the sticker shock. Now, I've talked to clients now about this. About this. Regretting th- your decision is different than it was bad. But the one thing that I have hated the most in this industry is the sticker stock sticker shock mentality. 
I, and I don't hate many things. You know, I hate Brussels sprouts. They leave a weird taste in my mouth. Liver and onions. My dad ruined me. Those are disgusting. My dad, my mom would go out of town. My dad's like, mm, liver and onions. And it was disgusting. Uh, and I just hate the sticker shock mentality in the salon industry. So to stylists, be upfront with your pricing. Even if it's just a range, clients, you can't expect them to be exactly right because if they get in there coloring your hair and you've got a bunch of other stuff going on, uh, hormonal imbalance, pills that you're taking, uh, your smoker, you uh, box colored your hair for the last few years, uh, another stylist messed up your hair, whatever the case may be, there's only going to be a range and they should a stylist should stay inside of that range. I've heard of salons making clients just sign a pager, paper, pager, paper, you know, saying, hey, this work is going to be done. It was explained to me, but there's still no price on there. So you're signing this paper that you're just going to pay whatever. Like that, that's ridiculous. If somebody's making you sign a paper and the price isn't included on that, on that paper, it's not legit. And I don't even think it'll hold up in court. So, uh, you need to know what you're going to be paying before you get a service done. They shouldn't, they shouldn't try to take advantage of you and say, Oh, well, you know, this is how much it is, but then we had to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. No, that should have been communicated at the very beginning. That's garbage. That, that's just a garbage mentality. Uh, salons and stylists need to be better. It makes the experience worse. I mean, think about, because then it turns into like this arbitrary price, right? They have no idea what's happening. Your client, as a client, they have no idea what's happening and what they're being charged for. But let me break it down like this from a, an experience standpoint, because this is what it's about. You clients come in to see stylists for an experience to get a service done. Yes, but they come in for an experience. Now, if somebody walks in to get their hair done. Brief, brief pleasantries. Usually they talk about what the client wants and there's explanation about the, her type of hair struggles that that client may have had. Then the client is sitting there the whole appointment, not knowing the price and thinking, what is it going to cost? What is it going to cost? That's a, that's a lot of anxiety just to think like, as they're going crazy on your hair and you're just sitting there like, oh, oh, how much is this going to be? Wait, what, what's that they're putting on my hair? Are they going to charge me for that? Like, how much is that? So then walking up to pay, being told the price, and if it's more expensive than you, the client anticipated, you get mad. Then there's this justification by the stylist about why it's so much, and they list out all the things that they did, you know, all these little itty bitty things. And the client pays, walks away angry, tells her friends how terrible it was, and they may not, and they may call back to raise more of a stink about it. And the stylist is just sitting there being like, look, my skill is my skill and I'm just going to charge what I want to charge. Right. You should. And the clients, you need to understand the price that's charged is the price that's supposed to be. But what I'm saying is it should be told up front. It should be easy to find pricing or a general idea of pricing on a website from your friends that go to them from any place on social media. Like, I just don't understand it, but because that's an awful experience. I cannot imagine going in someplace, having somebody mess with my body in some form or fashion, you know, whether it's skin, nails, hair, uh, doing something that's important to me that's going to be the way I look or the way I feel or anything. And I'm not knowing how much it's going to cost walking out. I mean, so many of you have gone to, I know that somebody out here listening has listened to a 
has gone he's taken their car to a shop and they're not quoting you anything and then all of a sudden they keep coming back showing you like oh these are all the things that are done and we've got to fix them today or your car is going to explode and then you're out you know thousands of dollars like and and that's obviously not true and it's obviously not right and so I ask for stylists to be better about being upfront with it. And clients, you should expect that. You should say, hey, this is my budget. You need to stay inside of my budget. Because if they're not going to communicate it, you need to. Because if you go in expecting to pay $200 and they come back with $350, like, then it's like this negotiation and come to terms sometimes. You know, because the client, you know, the stylist is like, well, I charge what I charge. And, but you're in shock about how much it was when, you know, and then you're looking like, well, it doesn't even look like it should cost that much or, you know, whatever the case may be. But one thing, clients need to respect the pricing that is at the salon or from the stylist. The second part is it should be upfront and easy to find whatever the price is. It doesn't matter. And stylists, you just need to be more upfront talking about it and stop doing like a back end, like, oh, it was like 12 things that I need to charge you bits for. Nobody likes to be charged for bags on an airline, right? It's nickel and diming. I was on a flight where you had to pay to have a cup of uh, like that plastic cup of soda filled up. Like I was like, I'm not paying for that. Like it's soda. It costs like five cents to make. You as an airline can't like, you know, give me a water. Like that's ridiculous. And nobody likes it. It makes us feel terrible. Sticker shock is really is. It's really an amateur and unprofessional move. Clients expect that. It needs to be better. Um, like we spoke about in a different podcast episode, you need to be researching the salon and the stylist. If you cannot find anything or you can't find a general idea of pricing, just don't roll the dice. It's 2018. They better have an online presence. Hedge against buyer's remorse clients by listening to the professional and knowing that you may not look like the celebrity or blogger or YouTuber you love so much. And by going to a, and by going to a strong hairstylist, stylists, those stronger hairstylists will communicate that and they will, they will, you know, they will be able to take a look at your complexion and what's going to be the right choice. If you want to move forward with that, you are welcome to, but it's not okay to call back and say, this was stupid. This was terrible. I do not think that this was a good haircut. Well, or a good color. Well, it was. It was exactly what you asked for. Now, you also need to realize that when you're looking at your blogger, uh, YouTuber, celebrity person, that person probably pay, paid three times more than what you're going to pay for that service. Okay. You, you know, think of whatever you think it is and multiply it by like three or five. Because a lot of times, stylists can look in and say, look, that takes five hours to do. And if you're paying for my time, which is what you're doing, I don't care what any what any stylist says, you're really paying for that person's time. So go in, ready to listen. If you don't like it, you don't have to keep going. You don't have to feel obligated to go in. You know, best thing that I can tell people, clients, go in and try to get a consultation. One, you get in, you feel, get the feel of the salon. Two, you kind of get to meet a couple of the stylists. There should be a couple of stylists in on a consultation anyways. So if you're getting a color, do some research and be 
a little bit more careful than just running in and getting a big color done. And Styles quit the stickerman shock mentality. Talk money up front and be honest about what is going on with their hair. If they can't afford the service, tell them and change it up. You know, if if you're a client and you're like, I have this beauty budget, and the client and the stylist is like, well, that's really only going to get you this, and you're you're either going to have to just accept that clients, you're just going to have to accept that. They shouldn't have to discount it a bunch just to get you what you want for. You know, you're you're showing them a picture of Selena Gomez's blonde hair, and you're like, "Well, I only think that this should be a hundred dollars." No, you're going to be there for a long time. It's going to cost some money. So, if you want something less than that, this is what we can do, and here's some adjustments that we can make. It's got you've got to look at it as a solution based idea when you come into a hair salon. You want to do a big change. You want a new a haircut. You want a new something. You've got to just accept that. The time is so important to remember that you're paying for their time. There's no more of this like, look, like I said earlier, if you want to not pay money to have great hair, that's fine. You can do that. There are cheap products everywhere. There are cheap hairstylists everywhere, and they're not investing themselves enough, and they're not getting enough education. And so when it goes south, you know, with, with generally, I would I would assume that the more you pay for a hair, you are paying paying for the guaranteed work. Because let's say something does go a little bit wrong, you should be able to come back as a client and have things done correctly for free. You know, um, but you know if it's a you know if it's a super cheap salon, you should be expecting to not get exactly what you want. Because there is a difference. If you've had a bad haircut, you know when you've had a bad haircut. I do. When I had hair, <laughs> when I had hair, I did. I totally knew when I wasn't going to be able to, uh, when, I, when I had a bad haircut. So just things to remember. And, and like I said, all those pictures you see on Instagram, if they're glossy, though, that blogger, that celebrity, that YouTuber probably got it for free. And their hair's probably not like yours. And if they did pay, they probably paid a lot. And not just because they're a stylist, because their their stylist guarantees their work. And it's just so stinking important. So keep that in mind when you're talking to stylists. Stylists can charge what they want. And clients can pay what they want. But if you're looking for cheap, cheap, uh, cheap, Corner cutters, hey, they're out there. But look for stylists that are communicative, that communicate well. I totally butchered that word. That communicate well, that educate themselves well, and are there to truly, truly, truly take care of your hair and make you feel as beautiful and confident and awesome as you want. So we appreciate you spending a couple minutes. I got it. It's a short, short episode today. But um, we got an interview with another stylist that I'm going to be releasing uh, about the same time as this podcast. But you can always get in touch with us. I'd love to hear any thoughts, any questions, any clarifications that you would like if you're listening, whether you're a professional stylist or a client of a professional stylist. Uh, you can always tweet at the show at Hairdo Mesa or me personally at Paulson J. Healy. 
The email is always hairdouncut at gmail.com and our Instagram, hairdo salon. That's hair underscore do underscore salon. And myself at Paulson J. Healy on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Make it a great hair day.